from New Orleans, Louisiana, the Big Easy Baby, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And today we are coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. We are broadcasting from the Cavernous Hall of Friendship in the Morial Convention Center. Join us for the next half hour as we talk to Rotarians from around the world about the great things they are doing to serve humanity. You're in tune with Radio Rotary coming to you from the 2011 Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana, and our very special guest is Rotarian Paul McCreary of New Mexico, and Paul is involved with something called Don't Meth, M-E-T-H, with us. Good morning, Paul. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Yeah, I don't have a peach inspector. <laughs> yes, go ahead. It's Don't Meth with us. Right. But meth is M-E-T-H. What's that all about, Paul? It's an anti-methamphetamine program that uh, we go into the, our Rotary Club goes into the schools and we talk to fifth graders. The reason for this is because uh, most uh, children, the average child across the United States and Canada, is first offered meth by the time they're 13 years of age. 13 years old. Now, some fifth graders in New York would be 11, 12 years old. Uh, that early? Right. We want to get to them before somebody else does. And, you know, I tell you, that's frightening and it's an appalling. And it's so wonderful that you're doing something about it. Um, first, let's explain to the listening audience what exactly is methamphetamine. Methamphetamine is made from a lot of uh, poisonous household ingredients, and uh, it's it's a, actually a poison. It uh, anyone that's on meth, they a lot of them lose their teeth, they get sores. Uh, the average life of a meth addict is seven years. And the really frightening part, as you point out, is that a lot of these uh, ingredients that can be concocted to put together methamphetamine are available at your average hardware store. Yes, all kinds of uh, bleach, battery acids, matchsticks, uh, you name it, they throw it in, everything but the kitchen sink. So what uh, what is the attraction? I don't understand what the attraction is. Is this something that brings them up, brings them down, puts them sideways? Do we understand what the attraction is? Methamphetamine is the most addictive drug ever invented. It's five times more addictive than cocaine. And the first time you try it, you'll probably be hooked. If not, the second time you will. And it's that addictive. And once you're addicted, it's not just a, a mild addiction. It's a it's a uncontrollable addiction. Now you said Rotarians were going to the uh, schools, to your fifth graders, sixth graders. What is it that you tell them or show them when you do go to the schools? Well, meth actually has a silver lining. The silver lining is it's made from all these poisonous subjects. It has such a terrible effect on your body, your mind, your spirit, and your family that all we do is go in and tell them the truth about what it is, what it's made from, and what it'll do to, to them. And by doing this, the children come to the conclusion that why should I do any drug? I'm not going to do meth, but why should I do any drug and mess up my whole life? I want to be something when I grow up. Drugs will stop you in your tracks from doing that. Well, that sounds like an absolutely terrific program. So if people at home are listening around the world to Radio Rotary would like more information on your program, don't meth with us. Uh, do you have a website or how can they contact you? Yes, the website is www.dontmethwithus.com. There's no apostrophe between the N and the T. It's just one one word, dontmethwithus.com, and they can learn all about it. And if their Rotary Club's not doing it, tell them to check into it because we'll cer certainly help them get started with it. This program has started 
uh, is spreading all across the United States and Canada and the rest of the world, even Africa, the Virgin Islands, New Zealand, Australia, uh, because of its success. We have not only broke the cycle of use in our community, we don't have any uh, person under the age of 18 doing uh, meth in our community now because of this program. We've also had a 64% drop in overall drug use by juveniles in our community. Well, that's an outstanding success no matter how you measure it. And I want to thank you, Paul McCreary of New Mexico, an outstanding Rotarian for joining us for everything you do to keep young people off methamphetamines. Thanks again. You're welcome. Hi, and welcome back to this segment of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser, and I are broadcasting live from the Convention Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, the Rotary International Convention this year. We have shared a lot of fellowship and spoken to many, many interesting people, Rotarians and humanitarians, and we've leapt into this very interesting booth um, that is Rotary Action Group of Dental Volunteers. And manning the booth today is a fellow Rotarian, Monty Audenart. Is that correct? And you're from Canada, Monty? I am from Canada, from Western Canada. And welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you for speaking with us. Can you tell us what exactly um, a Rotary Action Group is? And then we're going to go right into how did you start one based on dental volunteering? Sure. A Rotary Action Group is a group of uh, um, Rotarians, spouses, or rotoractors that, that have a great passion and uh, expertise in a particular area of, of humanitarian service. Okay, that's a great explanation. Thank you. And so uh, I served as a rotary volunteer, a rotary dental volunteer, to, to many countries, countries like Mexico, Bangladesh, the Philippines, Thailand. I, I did two or three trips to Far Eastern, uh, Far Eastern Russia, up the Amazon River, and as a dental volunteer. As a dental volunteer. And that's because you are a dentist, I assume. And that's because I am a dentist. You're exactly right. And you know, in my trips, many people would come to me and say, "I would love to be a Rotary volunteer," or "We have a project that needs volunteers," or "Our project needs dental equipment," or "We have dental equipment that we would like to donate." And so, the action group came about in an effort to. Pull it all together, maybe? Pull it all together to network, uh, and that's exactly what we do, to network uh, uh, volunteers to projects. Tell us some of the activities, more specifically, that you've, you have done or that you're in the process of doing on your excursions. Well, a few years ago, we took a group of rotoractors, 25 rotoractors. From Tell our listeners what a rotoractor is. Rotoractors are uh, is a, one of the programs of Rotary that involves the younger the younger generations. They're for age uh, 18 to 30. They're just beginning to... to uh, get uh, interested in their careers and this particular group and college level at college level this particular group that we took to uh, uh, to the Amazon had already completed two years of university in either pre-dent or pre-med and the project that we did was to provide medical dental and uh, vision to uh, the less fortunate in the mountains in, in Peru up and up the Amazon uh, Amazon River how long were you there Monty we were there for just under two weeks and uh, so we had these long lineups uh, of uh, individuals to see. The, these students got an opportunity to have their first hands-on humanitarian work. And what type of procedures did you complete? Well, our dental team did both fillings and extractions. And we had this particular project was an ongoing one. So in the very beginning, many of the, many of the procedures were simply surgical. But when you begin to, to, to uh, 
talk about prevention and uh, the importance of fillings, the lineups for the fillings got much longer than the lineups for extractions. Oh, so it wasn't just procedural, it was also information sharing. Absolutely, and, and much of the work that we do is, uh, especially with the, uh, the medical team that was there, was prevention. There was one doctor who came with us, one optometrist that came with us, and, and a dentist, of course, to supervise. Now, did you partner with another Rotary Club? We always partner with the Rotary Clubs, and that's one of the, re the purposes of the, of the Rotarian Action Groups, is to serve as resources to Rotary Clubs and districts to help their, make their projects uh, more sustainable, build capacity in the, in the, in the lands uh, wherever we're serving. And tell our listeners again, where have you been on your uh, excursions? Well, my very first trip to uh, as a serve, serving as a Rotary volunteer was to uh, Jamaica. I then went to Mexico. Then I went to Bangladesh. I've been to the Philippines, to, to Thailand, three times to Far Eastern Siberia, uh, up the Amazon River, uh, been to Peru, uh, you know, a few places. A few places. Now, Monty Ardnett, did I pronounce that correct? Doctor Odenart. Yep. Odenart. You are from Canada. You are a fellow Rotarian. Um, and you have served at a very high level uh, on, uh, for Rotary. You have been a vice president of Rotary International. Yes, I have had the opportunity to serve in many positions in Rotary and uh, served as a vice president of Rotary International in 2008-2009. But we all have... Uh, we all make contributions in Rotary. And on all levels, on all... On all levels. And my passion as a Rotarian is dentistry and Rotary volunteers. Well, thank you not only for joining us on Radio Rotary, but thank you for all your good service. You exemplify Rot Rotarians around the world, and you are helping to make the world a better place. Thank you, Monty. Thank you, and uh, welcome to the convention. And we'll be back with more of our coverage of the 2011 Rotary International Convention from New Orleans, Louisiana, after these important messages. After thousands of years, after crippling millions of children, polio will soon be stopped forever. All over the world, people are joining the men and women of Rotary to end polio now. People like Jackie Chan and Jane Goodall. We are this close. This close. People like Archbishop Desmond Tutu. This close. People like you. Be a part of history. Help Rotary end polio now at rotary.org slash end polio. We are this close. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Juddelson, Giordano & Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website 
website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. This is Jonah Trebowasa once again at the 2011 Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm joined by Rio, pronounce your last name? Fioco. Fioco of Papua New Guinea. And Rio is involved with Rotarians Against Malaria. What's that all about, Rio? Right. I'm with the Port Moresby Rotary Club, and we have a bed net program that we run under what's called Adopt a Village. And basically for five U.S. dollars, we purchase a uh, treated mosquito net, and then we arrange for the distribution to the villages in Papua New Guinea. And you have the net here on display. It's a white, fine mesh net. It's, uh, oh, I don't know, about six foot across and about five foot high, maybe four feet high. And this comes over the person sleeping. Correct. Uh, these nets are what we call family-sized nets, and uh, two people can sleep under them, or a mother with a couple of children. And the purpose of the netting is what? Let people know how people catch malaria. Okay, malaria is transmitted by uh, what's called the Anopheles mosquito. It's a parasite that uh, once bitten, it will infect the person and uh, malaria is a, a terrible disease. What are the symptoms of malaria? What does it do to people? Oh, you get uh, basically uh, fits of uh, the temperature and uh, in fact, in some cases, you can get what's called cerebral malaria and that can be uh, fatal in fact. And justice, this netting alone will prevent uh, the transmission of malaria, because as you say here on your sign, if you do not get bitten by a mosquito, you will not get malaria. It's just that simple. Uh, it is. The, uh, the Anopheles mosquito only bites at night. That's a good time it feeds. So uh, during the daytime, if you get bitten by a mosquito, in, in our country, it's not a malaria mosquito, so you're okay with that. And if folks at home who are listening or are listening around the world on the Internet want more information about Rotarians Against Malaria, how can they contact you? Do you have a, a website? We do indeed. It's www.ram.com.pg. Well, thank you very much, Rio, for everything you're doing to help preserve health around the world and for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you indeed. Hi, Sarah O'Connell here, coming to you all live on uh, Radio Rotary from the Convention Center in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. This is the International Conference. Jonah Trebowasser, my co-host, and I have had a terrific time wandering around, meeting with other fellow Rotarians and fellow humanitarians, people who are doing many, many good works. For example, I'm standing in a booth that's um, about blood and donating and getting volunteers to help with the challenge of <clears throat> providing their communities with quality blood banks, helping to, to, to um, keep the blood banks full. I'm talking to Joe Ridley. He's from Houston, Texas, and B.J. Smith from Bedford, Texas. You know, B.J., when I first saw your, your uh, badge, I thought you were from Buford, Texas. Yeah. Yes, it does sound like that. It is. It's Bedford, Texas. Okay. And you, are you both Rotarians, B.J. Smith and Joe Ridley? Yes, we're both Rotarians and both past presidents, as a matter of fact, from various clubs. So I'm standing among great 
fitness then. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but we're also professional blood bankers, both BJ and I are. All right, well, let's talk about that. What does that mean, what, professional blood bankers? We both work at a not-for-profit, independent community blood center. Uh, we have roles where we make sure that the need in the community for transfusion-dependent patients is met. The needs within a community, I guess that that's the real key word, key phrase there, isn't it? Yes, that's right. We're, you know, dedicated to being sure that all of the patients in our community are taken care of if they have, if they're transfusion dependent. And how do you do that? How do you go about doing that? Well, there's a lot of recruitment effort that goes on, and so... Such as? Well, we will work with uh, churches, schools, uh, civic community activity groups, such as Rotary, to encourage that, and that's what the Global Network for Blood Donation, the Rotarian Action Group, is all about. We're encouraging Rotarians all over the world to get involved with their local blood providers to be sure that there's a safe and adequate, voluntarily donated pool of blood available for patients in that area. Now, you made a comment to me off mic, Joe, or, um, Joe earlier, off the microphone, that um, volunteer is the key here because we learned a long time ago in this country that trying to give incentives, cash incentives to people doesn't work for blood donation. That's right, because uh, there is a sense that if we're remunerating people, uh, then they may falsify information, their medical information. And that's very critical in a lot of areas because they don't have adequate testing for the blood supply. In the United States and other developed countries, that's no longer a great problem. But in other areas of the world, there, there are people who pay for donations and they don't have adequate blood banks and they don't have uh, adequate testing for the blood supply. Let's talk a little bit about testing, not here, but in other parts of the world. Where is it the most challenging, B.J. Smith from Bedford, Texas? I think in Africa, they have a lot of challenges with HIV AIDS and having a safe blood supply in Africa is an ongoing challenge for uh, the Africans. Okay. And also, some of the problems there is inadequacy of testing equipment and supplies. It's very difficult to obtain those. Where do you, are we able to provide some of these supplies and equipment? Well, as a matter of fact, the Global Network for Blood Donation has facilitated the transfer of equipment and technical expertise. There are other uh, groups that are doing the same, same thing as that. The American Association of Blood Banks, for instance, has an outreach program that helps developing countries. How long have you both been professional blood people? I have been in a blood center for 19 years. Oh my goodness, you're so young looking. That must have been your entire career. It, it is. I started in undergrad. <laughs> I started delivering blood in undergrad and I've been in the blood center ever since. There you go. And what about you, Joe Ridley, from uh, Houston, Texas? Yeah. It's very similar history as BJ, except I started in 1969 delivering blood. So once you get into blood, you never get out of blood. I will share with y'all, because I'm from the New York area, that um, one of my best friends uh, worked for, same thing, right out of college, New York Blood Center. And she started there in the 80s, right in the, you know, the throes of the AIDS epidemic and all that type of thing. One of the big, biggest donors in our area are the New York City firemen. They're huge donors globally. I'm sure y'all are aware of that, huh? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, the firefighters, we, we actually have a number of guns and hoses type challenges between police and fire, so they are avid supporters of the blood program. Yeah, yeah. Also, the 
acting community. A lot of the actors, New York being a theater mecca of the world, they're big, yes, big, uh, big donors apparently. Well, listen, this is a very serious topic. Thank you so much, B.J. Smith from Bedford, Texas, fellow Rotarian, and Joe Ridley from Houston, Texas, another fellow Rotarian, both past presidents, but also good volunteers, good people. And we've talked about this very serious subject, but we need to get a chuckle in here. You're standing in front of me for our listeners in a in a vampire cape. That's right. We, we This is a good way for us to just advertise our cause. When we walk around the exhibit area, people get interested and want to know what you're up to, and so it gives us an opportunity to talk to them about the need for blood. A little bit of visibility. And on your, uh, over your heart, you do have the rotary wheel, professional vampire, global network for blood donation, and your name, Joe Ridley, as a Rotarian. Well, thank you all both for being on Radio Rotary, and um, have a good time in the big easy, baby. Thank you very much. Welcome once again to the 2011 Rotary International Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana, and right now I'm talking to Mark McAnally of National City California Rotary, and we're going to talk about something called the Thousand Smiles Foundation. Mark McAnally, good morning, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. What is the Thousand Smiles Foundation? Well, Thousand Smiles has been around for 26 years now. We uh, have our own building in Ensenada, Mexico, which is one hour south of the San Diego border. We go down four times a year, every first Friday of February, May, August, and November, and our clinics are held uh, as a two-day event in, in uh, conjunction with the, the District 4100 Club of Ensenada. Um, we help with uh, cleft palate, cleft lip surgeries, as well as uh, hearing and speech and uh, full dental and uh, orthodontics work. Let's explain first, what is a cleft palate and a cleft lip? What is that? Well, a cleft palate is uh, when the palate is uh, deformed at birth and the cleft lip is the same. Uh, we don't know exactly why this happens. Uh, our, our main thoughts are that the mothers have uh, poor nutrition while pregnant. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of times it's uh, hereditary as well. So if the mother had it, a lot of times the child will have it as well. Um, so we get these amazing doctors to come down and help us out on this project. So they would be plastic surgeons and dentists and anesthetists? And uh, oral maxillofacial surgeons as well. Are they all Rotarians? 90% of them, yes. And I'm willing to bet, being Rotarians, they donate their services. Yeah, the one cool thing about our project is we get, we pay zero dollars to our volunteers. Every volunteer that comes down pays for their airfare, uh, the bus to the clinic, the hotel, whatever it is they need to spend, it's all spent by them. And you have some pictures here in the booth of handsome, beautiful children who before were uh, severely deformed and now, as you say, have beautiful smiles, one of the thousand smiles that we're talking about. If people listening at home would like some more information about Thousand Smiles, do you have a website? Yes, you can go to thousandsmiles.org and uh, get all the information you need. And if you care to volunteer, please do. And Thousand Smiles as if it was one word, .org, correct? Correct. Well, Mark McAnally of the National City California Rotary Club, thank you so much for not only helping small children regain their smiles, but thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. Well, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I had a terrific time here in New Orleans. That's how you pronounce it, right? No. <laughs> All right, so how do you pronounce it? Let's do it right. All right, let's do it right. Drum roll, please. It's New Orleans. Well, that's where I've had a terrific time. How about you? I've had a great time because you know what, Jonah? What? New Orleans is the best.
Big easy, baby. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Radio Rotary. I hope you enjoyed our exclusive coverage of the uh, 2011 Rotary International Convention. And Sarah and I have had a great time bringing you the show, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Be sure to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of what, Sarah? Radio Rotary, right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Thanks, folks. Did you know that November is National Epilepsy Awareness Month and that epilepsy affects 3 million people in America? Hi, my name is Sarah, and there's no better way to support epilepsy educational programs and enjoy a day with family and friends than to join us for Sarah's Stripes for Seizures at the Hobo Bowling Center in Wappinger Falls on November 19th. Registration is at 10.30 a.m. Pins start to fall at 11 a.m. Please register early at www.itsnotwhoiam.com. That's www.itsnotwhoiam.com. We look forward to seeing you on the 19th.